0: Hello, hello, this is Gerald Salenti with Judge Andrew Napolitano and how blessed we are to have the judge with us because there's nobody in America with the authority and judicial background of Judge Napolitano to talk about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, what they mean, what's happened to them how he can get them back, and how it's going to affect us. And what's going on now is a, it's a nightmare that just keeps getting worse. And you have an article that will be coming out tomorrow morning, and it's called, these, it's called Perilous Times. And you go on to say, these are perilous times. They are made worse by the government's political reaction to lawless behavior which is a greater threat to personal liberty than the behavior it seeks to punish. And then you go on and you say, last week the Feds obtained an indictment of 11 members of the Oath Keepers for their role in trashing the Capitol building and attempting to interfere with the functions of government on 6 January 2021. The evidence of their guilt of trashing and obstruction is manifest. The hooligans who invaded the capital were lawless by any rational standard but did they really agree to overthrow the government by force
1: i mean it's it's (laughs) it's tough to to say this with a straight face except these 11 guys are are sitting in a federal lockup somewhere Because the the government, which did charge them with destruction of property and trespassing and all those low-level offenses that they also charged 750 other people with, they targeted these 11 and charged them with sedition. Sedition is a a preparation for the uh, of the use of force to overthrow the government, as if 11 people could overthrow the government, particularly in that environment. They weren't even armed. They had weapons with them, but they weren't even armed at the time that they uh, they entered the Capitol building. It's so absurd, and, and it shows the power that government has, Gerald, and how dangerous it is when they make prosecutorial decisions based on politics. Now, if you ask Nancy Pelosi or a bunch of liberal uh, Democrats if these people planned to overthrow the government, they would say, throw the book at them. But if you look at this rationally and ask yourself, can you possibly conspire to do something that is impossible to do? It's impossible for 11 unarmed people in the midst of a mob of 750 others, excuse me, 3,000 others, they've only arrested 750, to overthrow the government. It shows that they picked the most prominent right-wing militia group there and targeted them with a charge that could land them in jail for 20 years. My God. And it also shows what the government will do when they hate you, when when their behavior is motivated on hatred uh, and politics. It's wrong. And the, and the case should be thrown out. I mean, the last time the government did this, it was to a, a group of militia in Michigan who said all kinds of threatening things. The judge looked at it and said, none of this is realistic. They can say whatever they want. Their thoughts and their agreements are protected by the First Amendment, and he threw it out.
0: No, you can't say whatever you want. That that Those days are gone. You're censored on all of the media if you don't say what they want. You're blacklisted on all the major media if you don't say what they want so you can't say what they want and again this is the beginning of what i was saying in your introduction about who you are the authority that you have the judicial authority the knowledge that you have and what they've done to our country this is gone there is no constitution anymore you're talking about that what happened on on 6 january back then uh how many people
1: were killed well, five people died. The only person that was actually uh, murdered was one of the demonstrators, uh, totally unarmed. And she was shot in the neck by a Capitol Hill uh, policeman whose whose name the government won't even reveal. And, of course, the government's not going to prosecute him. She she didn't – Ashley Babbitt is her name. She didn't oppose uh, a, a mortal threat to anybody. Yeah she didn't have any any deadly weapon in her hands she's a victim of homicide
0: yeah and they let that guy go from what i understand yes
1: yes they let him go yes they did
0: and they won't give us his name this is america correct how about a-m-e-r-i-k-a they're spelling it wrong it's the u-s-s-a how dare that guy kill that innocent woman and you look at that video clip and as you well know, I'm no fan of Trump or any of this stuff, but the cops are there letting them in. Yes. Letting them in. And they're yes. standing there with all their armaments right around
1: them. Nobody was threatened. Look, this is even, this is even worse uh, for the government. It's, it's impossible, for, in my opinion, for them to prove that these 11 people seriously had a plot seriously to overthrow the government by force. But they have other uh, issues. And that is, I don't know if you saw Ted Cruz cross-examining the deputy director of the FBI about how many FBI agents were present in the mob. And, of course, she, the deputy director, refused to answer. We know for sure that at least one FBI agent or informant was there because the New York Times found this person and he shared his texts with the New York Times we can conclude from the indictment for sedition against these 11 Oath Keepers because it contains such incredible detail, Gerald, and because the detail goes back to the election in November that there was an undercover FBI agent or an undercover cooperating witness surveilling these people for the two months preceding January 6th. Now, if that is true... What did the feds know and when did they know it and how and why did they allow the demonstration to happen? Why did the police let everybody in and how many of the people that ran in were were either cooperating witnesses or undercover FBI agents themselves? The government is going to have a very difficult time justifying its behavior to a jury if these 11 don't plead guilty. And I understand they're not going to plead guilty. They're going to force the feds to try them.
0: And you go on to, in your article here to say how all this came about. And you begin with the history of the British monarchy staying on their inheriting thrones is the history of the suppression of dissent.
1: Well, the, the, the British kings, Henry VIII once made it a capital offense called high treason to make unwanted eye contact with him. And people were executed for that. The, the British government, the parliament and the monarchs so abused the charge of treason, they basically used it to get rid of their political opponents and to silence all dissent. When Madison wrote the Constitution to assure that a president and a Congress couldn't manipulate the definition of treason, they put the definition of it in the Constitution so that Congress couldn't change it and the president couldn't change it. And what did the second president of the United States and the Federalist Congress, the big government Congress that he did? They wrote another law. And instead of calling it treason, they called it sedition. It was the Alien and Sedition Act. And they made it a crime to speak maliciously of the government. And people were prosecuted for it, including a congressman named Matthew Lyons, who, who was the Ron Paul of his day. He went to jail for mocking the president's waistline because they considered that malicious comments about the government. Woodrow Wilson uh, prosecuted uh, college students for singing German beer hall songs outside of draft uh, offices and for reading, Jefferson would have loved this, for reading the Declaration of Independence aloud outside of draft offices. His theory was if people listen to what Jefferson said, they might not register for the draft, and if they don't register, register for the draft, it'll impair the American war effort of World War I. That was a really just war, and, and if that happens, it's an act of sedition. So they avoided what Madison prevented them from doing with treason by coming up with another variant of it. It's been called treason light, and that's sedition. That's the crime. That's the same statute being used against these uh, 11 uh, Oath Keeper uh, members.
0: You know, we touched upon this last week, and this really ties all into this and where it's going. And that is this Assistant Attorney General, Matthew Olson. Yes. Yeah, he said that um, during a testimony before Congress, the threat posed by domestic terrorism is on the rise. We've seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremists, anti-government and anti-authority
1: ideologies. You have every right to be anti-government and anti-authority. It's called your natural rights. You have the right to think as you wish and say what you think and publish what you say. This guy sounded like he worked for the old Soviet Union rather than for the American government. That's what the Justice Department has become. Look- Oh, and again, you're not allowed to- have an
0: extremist anti-authority, quote, ideology. Ideology. Wait, wait a minute. You mean somebody's bullshit that I don't believe in? And how dare I be anti-authority? What authority? Who is the authority? You know who the authority is? I'll tell you who the authority is. Judge Andrew Napolitano wrote about the authority. It was called, uh, who was, who was that, that king you were
1: talking about? Henry VIII. You got it. That's what they're bringing us back to. Henry VIII chopped off the head of Thomas More, who had been the Lord Chancellor, the, the precursor to the prime minister, because he remained silent when the king and the parliament commanded him to speak, and they defined that as treason. So they they really were, um, you know, authoritarians. And that authoritarianism you see coming back here, and it's a political authoritarianism, Gerald. Remember the thousands of people that stormed the federal courthouse in uh, Portland, Oregon, in the fall of 2020, 200 were arrested. The next day, they dropped the charges against 100 of them. And the FBI said, oh, we were caught up in the melee and we didn't keep good notes, so we weren't sure what these people had done. Baloney. The 100 who had the charges dropped against them were cooperating witnesses and FBI agents themselves. Oh, and by the way, were any of those people who tried to destroy a federal courthouse, were any of them charged with sedition? Were any of them charged with with conspiring to overthrow the government by force? Of course not. It was a left wing gaggle in, in uh Portland, Oregon, as opposed to a conservative or right wing gaggle in DC on January sixth. Again, the government making prosecutorial decisions based on politics, which the, the Constitution absolutely prohibits it from doing. And but it's going to get worse with
0: this with this new um Domestic terrorism thing that they're pushing through.
1: Yes, it is going to get worse because now there is a a dedicated team of federal prosecutors and FBI agents whose goal it is to infiltrate groups like the Oath Keepers so that if you go to one of those rallies, if you or I went to one of those rallies just to hear the speeches um, and you turn to say something, the person next to you, chances are that person works for the federal government and is there to surveil you. If that doesn't chill your rights, give you second thoughts or pause before you go to a rally, I don't want the feds to have my picture, is a rational way to think. I don't want the feds to know what I believe. That's called chilling. That's, that is a, a violation of the First Amendment, and the Supreme Court has characterized it as such. The feds do it anyway. Look, William O. Douglas, who was a very, very liberal member of the Supreme Court, uh, but even a stop clocking me right twice a day uh, said famously the Constitution was written to keep the government off the people's backs. And it was. It's no wonder they hate it. It's no wonder they cut corners. Yeah. It's there an obstacle. Go. It's an obstacle to their totalitarianism.
0: You know, that is the quote that the Constitution is an obstacle to government totalitarianism that is a quote that really needs to be said over and over again because you kept going on about the federal government the federal government what what federal government you need a bunch of clowns that that steal our money in the name of taxes yes and then tell us what to do
1: yes and then tell us we can't disagree with them or they're going to prosecute us yeah because if we disagree with them we're anti-authority
0: could you imagine being anti-authority how dare us And again, not only uh, anti-authority, anti-government. Extremist anti-government. Yeah, guess what? I am totally against the clown government running the show in New York State and in the United States. I am anti-government, little Olson boy, when you start a war based on lies. But maybe you like that. Yeah, you probably do. Hey, that's being anti-government when I'm against the war based on lies, and I'm anti-authority because I don't believe in Penis Cheney, the liar who lied us into the war. So I should be prosecuted and sent to jail by Little Boy Olson.
1: You know the members of Congress to who uh, to whom. Uh, Mr. Olson made those comments. Should really have jumped up. They wouldn't have had the passion that you do, Gerald, because no one does. But but they should have jumped up and said, "What the heck are you talking about?" You have a right to be anti-government. You have a right to think however you want. That that's why we seceded from Great Britain, and that's why we added a Bill of Rights to our Constitution. Nobody. If said Olson, anything. if this this Olson is doing exactly what Woodrow Wilson did, that yeah.
0: you comment in this article. Yes. Yeah. you You also said about the people the Woodrow Wilson, who also put in jail for doing things uh, 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 about um, what talking about the singing a, a song. Oh or, yeah,
1: they were they, listen, Woodrow Wilson, before he was president, was the Governor of New Jersey. And before that he was the president of princeton university. i'm I'm an alumnus of Princeton University. right. By the way, Princeton, to its credit, has stripped Woodrow Wilson's name from every public place on the campus. However, while President of the United States, he arrested and prosecuted Princeton students, his former students, because they had the temerity to sing German beer hall drinking songs outside of draft offices. And as I said, to read the Declaration of Independence. How on earth in America can it be a crime to read the founding document, which is the sheet anchor of our liberties, the Declaration of Independence. But Wilson did it. And and sadly, Gerald, the Supreme Court upheld those uh, convictions. Yeah. Again, this guy Olson is a Wilson. Yes. Yes.
0: And And again- we have
1: to be very, very wary of this. You know, we, we sometimes laugh about it as deathly serious because the people watching and listening- to you and me now, are in the group that the government, that this government, that the Joe Biden Justice Department, that this special bureau in the Justice Department will target.
0: You got it. Here, most Americans, you ready, believe U.S. democracy at risk of extinction, extinction. The Majority of Americans now believe democracy in the United States is in danger of disappearing, according to a new poll. Just 26% of those surveyed said that the, they felt U.S. democracy would be secure for future generations, while 51% agreed with the statement, quote, U.S. democracy is at risk of extinction. An additional 23% said they were unsure, according to data from schoen Cooperman Research.
1: Like I said, these are perilous times and the government is making them worse. We we might have an opportunity this uh, coming November, which is just 10 months from now, yeah. to change the Congress, but it almost doesn't matter, it which, doesn't party, matter. which party controls. It, no,
0: it's a crime syndicate.
1: It is. They are, they are so into they are so into exercising power and staying in power with the exception of people like uh, Ron Paul and Thomas Massey and, and a few others. That's it. It's the same gaggle. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's one big government party with a Republican wing and a Democrat
0: wing. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Massey, you know, again, you know, he was at that uh, conference that you and I spoke at with Ron Paul uh, back in September of uh, last year on labor uh was it uh labor yeah, day, weekend. day weekend yeah yeah and he was great you know and he, i hear him out he really fights and stands up for his rights this is interesting too you know the headline news now is the the uh, supreme court judge what's his name gorsuch right he didn't wear a mask that's all the news
1: right right
0: the news that that other one Sotomayor
1: she came up with numbers that she made up or she got them from who knows where
0: stupid ignorant statement of over a hundred thousand children being you know thrown into hospitals one one moronic statement after another supreme court or is it supreme jerks
1: and they've focused only on justice Gorsuch in the middle they can't they can't stand him a, because he was uh, nominated by Donald Trump. B, because he is a libertarian. He's the only one on the court who is a libertarian and believes that our rights have meaning. And I don't agree with him all the time, but for the most part, my, my heart beams with delight at his, and he's a young man, at his presence uh, on the court. But the and media that this. is commenting about his mask, they're not going to criticize Justice Sotomayor because they agree with her, even if yeah. she does make things up. Again, make it
0: up. Here, here's some quick data. Yeah. Less than 0.2% of COVID-19 deaths in the United States have been among children. That's according to the CDC. You ready? I know the numbers. As of January 2020 to January 6th, 2022, the grand total of 693 people between the ages of one to 17 allegedly died of the virus the one to 17 year old population 74 million so you're telling me that in each year about 350 people died out of 74 million
1: that is statistically insignificant
0: And now, to throw more CDC data into it, 61% of the hospitalized were obese. Mm. So they had pre-existing comorbidities. And then you got this moronic Supreme Court justice throwing out this crap. And what happened? What did the Supreme Court do? They did what you said they were going to do two weeks ago, but they also had that provision in there if you work for the, you right. know.
1: Right. They invalidated uh, President Biden's workplace mandate. He he had ordered that all employers of 100 or more people uh, be fined $14,000 a day for every employee not vaccinated or, or not tested uh, weekly. They threw that out. But because uh, Justice Kavanaugh flipped and went to the other side, they upheld the president's uh, order that if you work in healthcare and you work in a facility that receives federal funds, Gerald, that's virtually every healthcare facility in yeah. the land. Yeah, uh, you have to be vaccinated. No, no religious exemption. No moral exemption. No testing exemption. It's vaccinated or fired. They upheld that. How? How Justice okay. Kavanaugh? could have sided with uh, with Gorsuch and Justice Gorsuch and the others on Congress. Uh, the president doesn't have the right to make up laws on the employer mandate, but gone the other way that the president can make up laws on healthcare mandate, how he can do that is beyond me.
0: Well, again, now, if I were to call him a stupid, arrogant, little moron, that would be domestic terrorism, <laughs> according to Olson. So I won't call him a stupid, little, arrogant moron, for voting like that. Uh, You know, this is terrible what's going on. And again, they're forcing all these young people to get these injections, these inoculations, the Operation Warp Speed inoculation, when the data shows that they're not dying from it. So why are you shooting them up?
1: Because it allows the government to uh, aggrandize power which it will never surrender once this uh, so-called pandemic is over. It's all about power. It's all about power and control and the march to totalitarianism. And the Constitution is only as good as the people in whose hands we repose it for safekeeping are faithful to it. And right now, there are very, very few that are faithful to it. A few members of the Supreme Court and a few members uh, of Congress. That's it. Here's another quick one here before we go. Mistrust
0: in political, media, and business leaders sweeps the globe. This is from Axios. It goes on to say that, 20, that trust in government is collapsing, especially in democracies, according to a new global survey. <laughs> they go on to say that um, government leaders and journalists are considered the least trustworthy societal leaders, according to Edelman's 2022 Global Trust Barometer survey of 35,000 respondents across 28 Ger- countries. Gerald, that,
1: that means that used car salesmen <laughs> have a higher degree of credibility than the people that run the government.
0: And what you they used to up. call journalists. Right. You can't make this up. No. Yeah. A majority of people globally believe journalists, 67 percent, and government leaders, 66 percent, and business executives are, quote, purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations.
1: Well, I have friends who are going to kill me. You also have to throw in their real estate agents. So real estate agents and used car salespeople better than the rest of us. are better than government <laughs> officials and journalists. <laughs> Uh, Only in America. Yep. Thank you
0: so much for being on. And everyone, please do what you can to support us. And uh, again, we have the Trends Journal and and what all the judges doing. So thank you all for tuning in. And thank you, Judge Andrew Napolitano, the number one authority, judicial authority in the United States that could talk about this with facts, data, and proof to where we are, how we got here, and what's next. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Gerald.